I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the Dalvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week we unite the culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and joining me this week is none other than my boy, Nathan Thomas. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Good to hear you. Good, good. As good always... Good to see you. <laughs> that too. As always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Nasty Nate, are you ready? Oh, man. Five for five. Let's give it go. Let's do it. All right. First question. Best album you listened to this year, and it doesn't have to be new. Mm, best album I've listened to this year, it doesn't have to be new. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Mm, the music that I buy is usually, like, instrumental-type music. So we're talking, like, John Williams. We're talking, like, Hans Zimmer. Is that okay? I'm down with that, yeah. <laughs> All right. Give me, give me one second. Let me look at my iTunes feed here because I, I I know which one I'm looking for. I just need to make sure I have the title right. Uh, I bought um that little Superman soundtrack, so I know what you're talking about. That's some good stuff right there. All right, so all right, Ooh, there's a there's a lot of good stuff, especially from this year. Okay, here's one I'm gonna go with that is I bought it this year, but it came out at, towards the end of last year, and it's totally because I love Final Fantasy 15. And it's the oh, songs oh. from Final Fantasy XV by Florence and the Machine. Huh. I gotta listen to that one then. Yeah, so it has three songs. It has Too Much Is Never Enough, Stand By Me, and I Will Be. And that Stand By Me by Florence and the Machine, oh, so good. Is oh, that so the good. one from the game? Yes, sir. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, I love that so. game. That, that was my favorite game of last year. So, Oh, mine too. Hands down, that game is fantastic. Yeah, I think a lot of people slept on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it was easy to because it came out late in the year, you know, um, and people had their eyes on other stuff and people weren't paying attention to it. But 
man, that game was fantastic. I took over a hundred hours, and I recently went back into the uh, Assassins uh, Festival. It's fantastic. Have you have you done that yet? The fantastic. I haven't been back in it in a while. So good. Damn, I gotta get back into it. Question number two. Favorite movie of all time? Ooh, all time. <sighs> You're really putting me in a pickle here. So, <laughs> wait till you get to question number three. <laughs> so, of all time, are we talking like, can I take a franchise and condense it into one thing or do I have to pick one out of a franchise? I will accept that answer. Because, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do two things. My favorite, like, all-time, like, cinematic thing is Star Wars. Okay, that's simple. That's that's easy. My no, favorite Star- standalone movie outside of all that, though, like, just cinematic, you know, not Star Wars, The Count of Monte Cristo that came out in 2001, uh, and it had Jim Caviezel. Fantastic. i never seen that. I, I heard it wasn't that good. I've heard it's the movie. My favorite, man. That is... If I'm not watching Star Wars or if I'm not watching Indiana Jones and all those other types of things, I'm, dude, dude, The Count of Monte Cristo is fantastic. I loved it. It's, it's one of those things, I don't really, I'm not really into period pieces for some reason, but this one just, it's there. I, I want to watch it. And I don't know if it's because of the time that came out. Like I was, I was probably 15, 13, 14, somewhere around that time. And I was like, this is really cool. And just the story of revenge and everything, just the, the acting and, oh, dude. Is it on Netflix? I don't think it is. I don't believe so. However, I will do a quick Netflix check for you. Live oh, on the Hulu. Show. Uh, Hulu check I can't do for you. <laughs> <laughs> I canceled my Hulu, man, because I wasn't getting anything out of it. I was like, this is just a waste. So, I was going to cancel mine. They gave me such a great deal. I'm like, I'm not canceling. I'm going to keep oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, got, yeah, I, I, was like, like, I just like, I can't. I, I didn't want to stick on it because... I'm, I only watch a few shows, and the shows that I do watch are usually like on the CW app, like the Arrow uh, and the that whole Arrowverse, the Berlanti verse, if you want. Yeah. Or uh, ABC has Designated Survivor, and that they have their own app where all the stuff is free to watch. So I was like, yeah, forget this. Yeah. But I, the Count of Monte Cristo is not for streaming on Netflix, unfortunately. <laughs> I do have it on Blu-ray, and I have it on DVD, the original that I bought when it first came out. That movie is fantastic. I suggest anybody watch that movie. I gotta check that one out now. Yeah, I'm interested in that one. Oh, dude. So good. Question okay. three. Dumbest thing you ever done as a kid. <laughs> this is the one that gets everybody in trouble. Dumbest thing as a kid. Man, can I even remember back to when I was a kid? That's, that's the biggest question. Um, you can also go to your college years, your high school years. That doesn't mean necessarily when you're like 10 years old. So... Okay, so I don't know how old I was. I was probably 17 or so. I used to help my brother build houses. He was a general contractor. He would build houses up, and you know he'd, he'd have me help, and one of my best friends at the time was helping. And so we were you know, building the stuff, and I was getting everything moved around. We had a bobcat on the site. You know what a bobcat is? A little, uh, yeah. like a four-wheel little skid steer thing. So I was using the bobcat. I was following my buddy, and then all of a sudden, I was put the stuff on the ground, and then I didn't realize he was sitting next to me. And I said, he's standing over there to the left. And I was like, oh, hey, man. So I, I was going to be cool and just like look at him with the bobcat. Like, hey, man, what's up? And I had forks on it. So okay. I swip around. I realized he's there before I could like completely stop. I tap him on the side of the head with the bobcat uh, forks as they're going out. Oh, no. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, he, you know, he drops down. But he gets right back up. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> like, I'm like mortified. Did, did I hurt him? What's going on? Is everybody okay? What's 
what just happened. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was fine afterwards. But dude, I was super scared. And after night, that was probably the last day I drove that Bobcat because I was just like, nah, nah, not ever again. And I mean, I've been more careful with with that type of stuff, like the like cars, power tools, anything. Ever since like then, for sure, like safety on, no one's around me. So I've. I've <laughs> It was a learning experience. Luckily, nobody got hurt. Nobody got super injured. But I will never forget that. And uh, it definitely, like, when I'm using anything, looking around for people. That's terrifying. <laughs> super scary. Super scary. That's terrifying. I can... Yeah, that's really terrifying. <laughs> Question number four. Pineapple or pizza? Yay or nay? Pineapple on pizza. Oh, dude. It's Hawaiian. Of course, it's yeah. Everything Hawaiian oh, is yeah. No. <laughs> oh man, no, 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 no. The salty, the sweet. I can't do mm. it. I don't know. You have you ever had grilled pineapple? Yes, I have. It's pretty good. It is good, right? It's it's nice. It's warm. It releases those flavors. And have you had ham? I'm not a ham guy. Have you ever had Canadian bacon? Yes, I have. So, I mean, basically, when you think of that you're, you're mixing those two flavors together, right? Put it on a pizza, man. It gotta be good. I mean, I just, can't do it. You gotta do it. You gotta give it a shot. It. You gotta have a good one, though, right? You can't just have like this junky from a canned pineapple. You gotta have a good, fresh pineapple. You gotta have a grilled pineapple on the pizza. Okay. That's what it's all about. If you don't have that, that, I can see people like, nah. I'm gonna give you an interesting fact about me how much of a weirdo I am. <laughs> I don't like ham. But I like pork. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like pork chops. I will eat pork chops all day. Bacon? Bacon. I love bacon. Mm. But it was just up, yep. But if it's just stood up like ham, I don't like it. Is it because the way it's cooked? Is it like is it too dry? Is it not juicy? What's up? That's probably what it is. Cause you know, like if somebody's made me a ham and cheese sandwich, I'm like, ugh, no. Or something mm. like, or something of that variety, or even like um, actual ham itself, like a ham dinner. Yeah, I do so not like ham dinner. And they say, "Hey, man, I made this just for you." You're like, "Nah, nah, you didn't." <laughs> the only thing <laughs> I will eat is my wife makes a ham with like, it's um, I think it's made with brown sugar or something like that. Mm. It's so delicious, I have to eat it. A spiral ham. Okay, so here's what you gotta do, buddy. You go out to Costco. And you say, give me one of your Costco hams because they are the best. You go there, they're spiral cut. They have this glaze, this honey brown sugar type glaze that you put on them. Right, It's just at the right time, right? The ham itself is juicy when it's all said and done. You put that glaze on it and it's just, oh, there you go. You put that right. with some grilled pineapple on some pizza, we're talking. <laughs> I'm not too sure about the pineapple pizza thing. Oh, what do you got to do it? <laughs> but with with some uh, oh dude even better you gotta have like a nice uh, like a hand tossed you know about that thick uh, crust with it just kind of get that that texture oh come on now I like thick thick crust pizza so that's that's a plus I love thick, thick crust pizza I've never been a fan of thin crust <laughs> so, so I, I do like some thin crust pizzas though they gotta be specific though like I don't like the thin and crispy like you get from Pizza Hut oh, but no. there's there's a place around here. I don't know if there's out there. It's called Monocles. Do you have Monocles out there? No, I wish we did now. <laughs> <laughs> if if anybody listening has a Monocles nearby, you go, you try their pizza, you know what's up. Because they have this thin and crispy, just loaded with toppings. 
So good. So good. If you're ever in Illinois, let me know. We're going to go to Monocles. I'm down with that, definitely. I'll probably be going down there eventually. There you go. I want to go down there anyway, so I'm down with that. Question number five. Best video game you played this year? Ooh, this year. Um, That is a very tough question. <laughs> this has been the year of video games. I don't know if you've... Oh, yeah. Seen it's it. probably been one of the best years of video games ever. Yeah. Um. Man, I mean, I started out the year playing Final Fantasy 15, right? Because it came out the end of uh, 2016. And yeah. so if we, if that's in consideration, I mean, it's just like if I'm not going to do that because that would be my game. I want to say games that came out January later. I mean, you got Breath of the Wild. I'm yeah. really digging Destiny 2. Um, Madden 18 is fantastic this year. Oh, yes, it is. It's the first Madden I bought in a long time, and it's excellent. Mm-hmm. So, man, it's it's hard. Oh, and, uh, okay, so I'm not I'm not going even what's coming out, because, like, Forza's, like, in a month. Uh, Cuphead's next week. Uh, I got to go with, at this point, the game that I played the most and had a lot of fun with. Ah, oh, man, it's hard. Uh, so my close, it's, it's a neck and neck between Destiny 2, which I think edges it out, because I got the co-op, I got the Xbox, I got the... the online and everything out there that shooting mechanic is just fantastic and then close second very very close and i haven't had a chance to play enough of this and this is why it's second is zelda breath of the wild on my switch because that game is fantastic and th- yeah. the reason that it's second is just because i haven't had the switch time i mean when i'm at home i'm playing my xbox when i'm out and i have my switch with me that's zelda time you know what i mean but i don't get a lot of zelda time that's my problem yeah I've got to play Zelda a lot as of late because, as you know, I stay in Miami. Mm-hmm. And we got it, when we got hit with the hurricane, no power. I didn't have power for like probably like a week and a half almost. Yeah. So I just played my Switch when I wasn't doing stuff like chopping down trees like a Viking or something like that. Lumberjack hat on. <laughs> exactly. I was playing my Switch and I was playing a lot of Zelda and Mario Rabbit King of Battle. I haven't played that yet. I've heard a lot of good about Mario plus Rabbids. Good game. Very good game. It's XCOM, essentially. Yeah. And I've never played XCOM, but I did play a game similar that was kind of built off that mechanic called Massive Chalice. It was a a free game on Xbox One, like with Games with Gold a long time ago, that I had a lot of fun with. I don't know if you ever played that, but it was was a game with gold. It was released as that, and I, I thought it was a fun time. It's also on PC, and I think it's also on PS4 now. I but have it. Never played it. It's fun. It's worth giving a shot. I, if you like XCOM and you like humor, because it's got that humor thing in it, right? Because it's by the, it's by one of the developers that used to develop a lot of the old LucasArts games, I think. Is it Double Fine? I'm not sure. But that game, that's a good game. Go check it out. I'll definitely check that out. Gets my seal of approval. Definitely. For those who don't know, let everybody know who you are. I'm just a guy. <laughs> um, I mean, okay. So as far as my podcasting experience goes, I mean, you might know me from that's entertaining. You may know me from the PSVG podcast. Uh, I've been on other stuff, but those are the two that I've been on the most um, over on Twitter. You know, if you're following me for star Wars stuff and things like that over at voice by Nathan, that's where I, it's kind of where I live. Right. So, but I do a lot of podcasting and, my baby is that's entertaining. So I what it used what it was 
was a weekly show when it first launched uh, when we talked about video games, TVs, movies, whatever, right? The tagline, if it entertains you, we'll talk about it. So, and, uh, you know, life gets hard. Life gets in the way. And so now it's a monthly show, but uh, that's still, you know, my baby. We'll be talking about E.T. this month. Looking forward to that. Um, So talking movies over there, talking video games over at PSVG. I write every now and then for the PSVG guys. And uh, it's fun. It's a good time. Okay, let's take it back a little bit. What got you into listening to podcast? Let's start with that first. So, what year would that be? Probably about 2009 is when I started listening to podcasts because uh, I just gotten married and we moved into, oh, I moved into her house and she lived an hour and a half away from where I lived. But I still had my job back, which was an hour and a half away. So daily, I would drive three hours on the road to get to and from work, right? You know, wow, um, a thousand miles a week in my car just for getting to and from work. And music only lasts so long <laughs> when you're in the car that much. And then audiobooks, you burn through them all. And then I'm like, well, what what else is there? What else can I listen to? Um, to because for me, you know, I would I would zone out when I was driving because I just knew the route, I knew everything else. Literally, there'd be times where I just like, how did I even get here today? I, I don't even remember driving here. You know, it's kind of crazy. So I was trying to find stuff that would stimulate my mind that I'd be interested with. And follow along in the discussion. And I've always, when I when I talk to people, that's when I am awake, you know, right now. I'm not sleeping, I swear. And <laughs> so I found, originally, I was looking for a podcast, trying to figure out, you know, what they were, how much they cost. Because I was like, I don't even know what to do about podcasts at that point. How much podcast cost? And I found some Star Wars podcasts that I started listening to, and then some video game podcasts. So I started with uh, The Force Cast, which was one of my first podcasts which talked about Star Wars, you know, week in, week out. I like Star Wars. I'll check this thing out. They didn't put out enough content for me to stay satiated for those long drives. So then I started finding other podcasts. Uh, uh, the Joystick Podcast was the first gaming podcast that I kind of got drawn drawn to, which they talked, they had a good perspective. They had Xbox, they had uh, PlayStation and Nintendo all kind of talking together. So I like that, a good dynamic, right? Then I kind of got into IGN when they started doing their stuff and started listening to all their different podcasts. But that's where my podcast journey began, was just finding out what I was into. So I searched for Star Wars, I searched for video games, I searched for movies. Uh, Now Playing is a a great podcast for anybody who likes audio reviews that go way in depth. If you like short podcasts about movies, that's entertaining. If you want movies, podcasts that go way in depth, that's uh, now playing. So you got to go find that one. But but yeah, th- that's why I started listening to them. Something to keep my mind active on those long roads and help me not die. That's very interesting, the time that you got into podcast, because you got in like around the inception of podcast, because podcast is still a young medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, I mean, th- there weren't many to choose from at that point. And I think <laughs> at that point, 2009, I think I had an iPhone, but I'm not even sure. And I don't know if I had an iPhone that had podcasts on it or if I was using my Zoom at that point. Because I had a Zoom, man. I, I had a Zoom HD. I did too. <laughs> I had I had the original Zoom and then I had the HD because that was the way of the future. It had the FM tuner built in. Man, you couldn't go wrong. That's why I had it. I love the FM tuner. Uh-huh. And you could even record off the FM. That was, it was great. 
that was, Zoom was great. I love. Shout Zoom. out to Zoom. Definitely. I love the Guardians. <laughs> Guardians two, bringing it back. Love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, what got you hooked up with the play some video games, guys? Um, so shout out to them, by the way. Uh, they just yep. did the 100th episode of the show. So I loved it. That was uh, featuring Gabe from Married to the Games. A lot of our people, I think, we a lot of people, I think, had the original community of Married to the Games for a lot of stuff. That's kind of how we all met. I want to call uh, it Six Degrees of Gabe. There you go, Six Cause, Degrees Because <laughs> everybody who podcasts now, some way is, is somehow connected to, to that community. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true, man. I mean, it was it was one one of those nice things where it was a positive experience. You we go to the message board, you talk to people, you'd meet people. You know, I would read Donnie's books about Nintendo on there and <laughs> that was kind of fun. Um but yeah, so we all kind of met in the they were doing something on Twitter where they just started out like, you know, the PSVG um Twitter handle. And they were talking about some, you know, getting ready to do stuff. And I was like, hey, I sent them a message. If you guys need any help, do anything because I had podcast experience. Let me know. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll have you know. So I was, you know, one of the original people that was on the show, helping them get the podcast up and going, kind of giving them my limited expertise at that point, because I was the only one with some sort of background in the editing process and the recording process and everything else. Things are a lot easier now, like using Google Hangout. Fantastic. It makes it a lot easier. But back Wait. then, yeah, back then you had to do like individual tracks, sync it all up, make sure you were good. It sounded good when you had it all edited together, but it was painstaking. It took a long time. Like when I was doing that's entertaining for the first times, it would take me probably four hours to edit that thing because I want to make it perfect. I want to make it sound fantastic. Um, and I, I think I did a decent job at that. But uh, things kind of, you know, change in the recording medium and sometimes it's just about being able to make the content and then putting it out there you want to go back and retouch it but never do anyway i digress so uh i started with them at that first bit for that first podcast started writing some stuff for them as soon as i could but i've never been a strong writer i enjoy to get my thoughts out there out in the open like this you know i'm good as a free form kind of discussion guy like I like to go down the pass. I like to have someone to talk with and we go up and down. We, we get to, we go on a journey. That's what I love. That's what I love is that talking about stuff. And so when I have the chance to hop on and talk about video games, you know, I love Star Wars. I love movies. I love video games. I was in, I wanted to check it out. So I wanted to help them get going, provide what limited expertise I had, like I said, and then just make sure that, you know, there was another good podcast out there for people to listen to. And if I could help out in any way, that's what I was going to do. Cool, cool, cool. So what is it like working with them? Donnie doesn't pay overtime. <laughs> Kevin, man, if you try to request a Friday off, um, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it's, it's a great group of guys. Um, you know, you look at the, the originals that have been around for a long time. Uh, we have a really good rapport. You know, we didn't really know each other when we first started this thing out. Uh, I think he said in episode 100 that that was the first time that we had all really talked. We talked for like a couple minutes before that and then jumped right in in episode one. Um, and obviously the team, the staff has grown in the past, uh, you know, year or so. And so we've got a lot more people now, but it's, it's, it's close knit. It's nice uh, to be able to, you know, have people that you can talk about video games about 
kind of rib each other kind of in a brotherly type of way. You know, I'm quote unquote the Xbox guy, but, you know, I have all the, the platforms, but <laughs> I'm the guy that's just like the elected emperor of uh, or not elected even like the designated emperor of Xbox. Right. Because that's kind of the one I roll with. That's where I spend most of my time. That's where my friends are. And so you get me carrying that flag. You got Donnie with the Nintendo flag. You got Kyle and Kevin. They're more of the, you know, PlayStation guys. But it, it's fun, man. It's it's just nice to be able to to have people from all different backgrounds. You're not all just fanboys of one thing. And we're all, with the exception of Kevin and possibly Kyle, we all have all the systems, I believe. Um, Jason doesn't have a PS4. He has an Xbox One and a PC. But it's it's nice to have that that diversity. You know what I mean? People come at it from different experiences. They say, you know, on Nintendo, I was able to do this and this. And I was like, oh, well, that's really cool. Pull up my Switch, do something. I'm I'm educated. And I'm also able to educate them. Oh, hey, did you check out this new thing on the Xbox? Da, 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 da. And it's, it's a cumulative effort that results in something fantastic. And that's kind of why I'm drawn to it. Uh, you know, you're drawn to the people. You, you get those good relationships with the people. You, you form those bonds. You try to make something good. You just... You're making something for yourself, but also something that you want people to enjoy. So that's that's what it's all about. Definitely, definitely. I like that. So let's talk about your podcast. That's mm. entertaining. Yes, sir. Concept. Concept. Started out originally as like three-hour episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that wasn't going to be sustainable. So uh, we we started out as like a news segment, you know, what was happening, what was coming out in movie theaters, talk about a movie, beat for beat. Um, and it just went so long. And it was just, man, we, we can't sustain this, right? So kind of pare it down a little bit, try to get things to a crisp pace, I'll say. Uh, I really never want to go over an hour and a half on a podcast, any podcast, because I feel like, once you get to that 90 minute mark, people have already lost, you've lost their attention. They don't really care what's going on now. If they're listening in one fell swoop, you've lost them a long time ago. And if they're kind of coming back in after, you know, pausing it, coming back, pausing, coming back, they've lost the concept of the whole episode. So we had to get away from that big, long thing. So it started out as that, you know, the, all the stuff I want to talk about, just news, trailers, this, that. Star Wars and pared it down to, okay, let's just talk about one thing each week. Let's cut out the news. Let's, let's cut out all this other stuff and just talk about what we've been watching, what we've been entertained by and you know, what uh, the, the topic was. So like we did James Bond, the, the Daniel Craig, James Bonds in the beginning, we had Gabe on one of our first episodes. We talked about final fantasy seven. Uh, we, would just kind of dive into those those subjects and kind of really try to dig deep, you know, and get going. And again, the podcast got long. So in an effort to kind of go through the phase of, hey, let, let's cut these back down again. You got to kind of be like, OK, we're going to we're going to shorten down our what we've been doing a little bit. And we're going to try to be more generic and less spoilery and less in depth than a lot of our discussions of the shows. So while there still will be spoilers in the shows. I intentionally leave things out. So like if you were to go and, and listen to an episode on ET, right? There'll be big plot points that I don't discuss because I want people to still go watch the film. 
Or if it's a terrible movie, I'll just talk about all of it because I don't want people to go watch the movie. <laughs> like, uh, oh, X-Men 3. Oh, oh. I still want to throw up about that one. Um, but yeah, it's that was the overall concept at the beginning. But it changes as, as it goes on. And right now, like I said, it used to be weekly. Uh, now I got, you know, a lot more stuff has changed my life. I've got a kid coming in December, my first one. Congratulations. Thanks, buddy. Um, and so now it's that it's a monthly show because that's all the time I think that I'll have to edit it and really put in a quality of product because I could put out a product every week, you know, but I was just like, you know, would I want to listen to this? Would I just want to listen to a guy ramble and a subpar audio quality, quality and with some jank edits? And so I just want to take some time and really focus on the, on the one that I put out each month and be able to say, Hey, this is what I want to bring to you guys. I don't being a monthly kind of makes it a little bit more of a, of a thing to do because that way you're, you're going and providing something for one month, only 12 a year. You, you have a limited time and you go from 52 to 12 and you really want to make something that's impactful. It stays with people that people want to come back next month instead of hit the unsubscribe button. So that's, where it's at now is it's, it's gotten to the point where, okay, I want to, I want to bring on people and talk about this or that, try to do some scheduling. You, you have a month for scheduling. So hopefully it works out. Um, Cause as you know, scheduling is often the hardest thing. Yeah. So it's that, that's where, where it came from and where it's at. But man, I just love talking about movies. That's still my passion. And the funny thing is, is as I've, you know, gotten, older in the past few years as I've done it. I think this is the least I've gone to a movie theater in forever <laughs> because the, that was one thing by doing it weekly. I'd look at the new movies coming out. I go see a movie. I go see a movie and talk about it. Right. But now I'll go see maybe a movie. If it's, if it's a big movie like Marvel, Star Wars, DC, I'm there. We'll talk about it that month. That's going to come out relatively close to the release date. Um, but other, other things, it's kind of nice to be able to be like, you know what? I'm going to step back. I'm going to do ET. 35 year anniversary makes a ton of sense. We're doing ET. I want to do um, another standalone movie. I want to do inception. I want to do something else that makes a lot more sense now because you can just take it and go and you don't have to force a concept through. I feel like at, at one point we were doing the Sherlock BBC show, which I love Sherlock BBC, but the listeners didn't seem to care about it as much as I did. And when I, I committed to it, you know, and there's like nine or 10 episodes, uh, and that was nine or 10 weeks before I went monthly. And so, you know, that, that was a lot of content that people just like didn't care about. And I was like, you know, not getting a lot of feedback from these. The feedback I am getting is why you're talking about Sherlock. Why are you talking about a TV show? There was no action. I mean, you know, typically the movies you talk about are action movies or something that's really cool, really intense. And I do think that Sherlock is cool and cerebral. I wouldn't necessarily say it's intense a lot of times, but it's a TV show. It's an hour long TV show, hour and a half long TV show. And it doesn't draw that people's attention that much. So that's why that change happened. Kind of the culmination of everything. It's behind the scenes, man. It's kind of cool. I've never really articulated all this before. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this podcast is here for, man. The, the Delvin Cox experience, it is. <laughs> Get all into the nitty gritty, man. That's right. I, you know, I find what you're saying interesting because I can feel you. I can 100% feel everything you're talking about and the hardships of doing a podcast and changing directions because I've done it 
Mm-hmm. One thing you know, I went through the ch- the change in which I used to do a podcast with my best friend, and because things changed with our lives and things like that, ended up becoming just me doing a podcast. And then from the beginning, this podcast is going to be something completely different than what it is now. Mm-hmm. But when I started having guests and talking to the guests that I've had every week, I, I found this is the funny thing about it. I found it like every week, like originally the podcast was just going to be by myself. But I said, let me start booking guests or occasionally booking a guest and interviewing a guest. I started booking guests, getting guests every week. And it was literally not a problem to get these guests in. And then the conversations we had would become very interesting. Like, for example, a lot of people talk about the one with me and Donnie. And Donnie's telling me all these stories about some of the things he's going through in his life. And people are like, yo, that's, it's deep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I, doing episodes like that made me realize is that when it comes to our community, this is what we're missing. We have a lot of podcasts talking about gaming and movies and TV shows and things that are awesome, but what I'm doing right now is what we're kind of missing. We're, and what it is is kind of giving praise to the people who are doing the things like you guys. Like, kind of a voice to the voiceless in a sense where, okay, you don't know what that's entertaining pod is. We're bringing him on so you can find out who he is and why you should listen to his podcast, hear his story. You don't know who PSVG is. Okay, we're bringing Donnie on so you can, he can talk about it and explain to you why you should be listening to his podcast and reading the reviews and things like that. And not only that, but getting a glimpse of who that person is you conversate with on Twitter every day. Mm-hmm. Flushing them out, right? Yeah, definitely. And it's cool. To me, it's cool because I talk to a lot of these guys almost every day or every week. On Twitter, we have great conversations, and I never hear their voices. And I've become friends with a lot of these people. So when you, when I get on the podcast with them, a lot of times, it's my first time hearing their voice. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because even though it's my first time hearing their voice, we're talking like we're longtime friends because we've been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. It's really cool. I I have no complaints about it. I think what we do is important in the sense where how can I describe? I don't want to make us sound like we're saving the world every day, but <laughs> you know, it's it's cool to have these communities where parents, us as parents and husbands can go back and listen to each other talk and unwind a little mm-hmm. bit and be there for each other. Gives you that chance to just chill out, grab a cold one, sit by the fire and see what's up. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Little fire, so fireside chat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so let's get into something that both of us love. Star Wars. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Are you excited for the movie? Oh, dude. Okay, so as long as you're talking about episode eight, super excited about episode eight. <laughs> uh, so, dude, 
<laughs> let's let's talk for a second about about something. I'm down. Episode eight has something being introduced that's taking the internet by storm, and I'm understanding that the internet is what it is, and it just latches onto something that it seems. What's the deal with porgs? I didn't hear this. You you okay? So these porgs are like these little penguin-sized looking birds that they were in one of the trailers or the trailer. At this point, there's only one, and they're just. Like these little Furby looking penguin sized things. And they're like all the rage right now online. Like the porgs are taking over and this and that. And everybody's all crazy, but the porgs in these Star Wars communities. And I just don't get it. Maybe I'm just an old man now. And I firmly believe these people that are loving these porgs before they even see the movie are the people that hate the Ewoks. The Ewoks are fantastic. I love Ewoks. Ewoks are great. And, you know, Ewoks were like, people are like, oh, they took down the Empire. Now, okay, these Porgs, what if they take down the First Order? That's what I want to ask, is if they take down this First Order, are they still going to have this reverence built up around them? I don't know. Let me tell you my thing about the Ewoks. The Ewoks to me were perfect because if you look at them, they look harmless. Mm-hmm. But they're all warriors. Mm-hmm. They're all warriors, so it, do- it makes sense. It's almost like the best way to describe it is like a raccoon. The average person sees a raccoon, oh, a raccoon's cute and adorable. But you're not going up there petting a the raccoon. Things got rabies, man. You leave that thing alone. Exactly. A raccoon will tear you up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love Star Wars for one thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm very excited for episode eight. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. The Last Jedi. Okay, let's talk about the title The Last Jedi. When they announced that that was the title, I I loved it. Felt perfect. Felt very Star Wars, and I thought that it was it made a ton of sense because it could be if you if you think that the term Jedi it can be plural or singular, so it could be referring to Luke or Ray or both of them, and it's very ambiguous in that way. And I like it. What did you think of the title when you heard it? I love the title. I love the title. I love the direction where the movie's going to. I don't even want to watch none of the trailers. I've been very I don't know if I want to watch it because I'm so excited about it and I'm, I don't want to know anything. Mm-hmm. And I've stumbled upon to something and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have known that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that you could stumble upon right now, it seems. And it's, it's one of those things where it's a slippery slope, right? It's Star Wars. You want more Star Wars. You want to see it, but you want to be surprised when you're in the movie theater, you know? But I just, I love Star Wars so much that it, I, I can't avoid a trailer. I'll watch it a hundred times. I'll dissect it. I'll listen to all the music again and again and again because it's Star Wars, man. And one thing that, so I'm not a huge fan of trailers but that give away the whole plot of a movie, right? Like there's some trailers you can watch and you're like, well, that was the movie. Yeah. I don't think Star Wars is like that. They're, they're pretty good with concealing what they want to conceal. And they're pretty tired about it. But, you know, to kind of bring some life back into it, you know, kind of just heaviness for a second. That trailer could be the last thing that you see about the movie. You never know. I mean, you look around the world right now, right? You got earthquakes, you got hurricanes, you got fires. You can't take it for granted that you're going to be in the theater in December to see that movie. That is true. That is true. I'm just like, you know what? 
trailers are fun. Um, I want to watch this trailer. I want more Star Wars in my life. And no matter what happens, I'll have this, at least of it. So, trailers, man. They give them too much sometimes, but I don't know. What What do you think? You reminded me of a story. I don't know if you remember. You probably remember this story about the guy who was dying and his last wish was to see episode seven. Mm-hmm. It reminded me so much of that. It's like, it's crazy to think about that. Like, but you know, any, at any time you can go and you don't know what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. So you kind of got to enjoy the moments you have. Right. Live while you're alive. You know, don't, don't, don't wait till tomorrow to do something that you can do today. Really just, if you got the opportunity, seize it, take it. If you, if you want to do a podcast, you know what I mean? Just don't ask. And I posted something on Twitter today. Just, you know, as a Thursday thought or a Thursday motivation. It's just like, don't, don't think of reasons why you can't do something. Don't be like, well, I can't do this because of this or that. Find, think of reasons why you can do something. Why can you do a podcast? Why can you go out and make a movie? Why can you write a book? You can do all those things. You don't have to have someone give you the authority to do it. Just do it. You know, you got to you gotta seize life while you got it and take it. And if you want to create something, create it. You know, you can't just wait till tomorrow to see what happens. You can't wait for someone to give you something. You have to go out and take what you think that you want to do. You might fail, but you did it. You know what I mean? You, you can't be afraid to fail either. It's just, ah, I don't know. How do we get on that? <laughs> My bad. I <laughs> know. <laughs> You're making a lot of sense, and I think a lot of people need to hear stuff like that. You know, for a long time before I started doing these podcasts, I always wanted to do a podcast. I was always listening to podcasts like, oh, I could do that. But I was always like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I need to get this ready. I need to get this ready. I need to have that. And eventually, I'm like, you know what? Just jump into it. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it ever since then, and it's been awesome. And the response to it has been great. You know, I've had episodes that's done way better than I expected them to do. And, you know, it's it just comes from hard work, you know, and it comes from not giving up. And I tell people all the time, well, it no matter what you want to do, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started That's Entertaining, I started it with a a name, a prospective co-host, and a website. And that's all I really had. I, I stuck a I stuck my my Xbox headset into my laptop and the first few episodes I just used a headset to record. You know, you don't you don't have to go out and buy the hundreds of dollars worth of microphone and equipment, things like that. You just don't. You just Open up a, a wave recorder, open up Skype, and you're doing it. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, and I I encourage everybody to not to sound cheesy, but shoot for your dreams, man, because you don't know what can happen unless you do. And I'm gonna give you a little interesting story about that. What's that? About me, for example. I never really tell these type of stories about me, but I'm gonna get a little bit in depth. When I was a kid, I used to always draw. I used to love drawing. I used to love cartoons. But and I want when I want to when I when I grew up, I wanted to always be a cartoonist. But when I was a kid, someone told me 
And I will never forget this, and I'm not going to call this person out on this podcast because that's not what I'm here for. Somebody told me there are no black cartoonists. And I believe them. And I stopped drawing. Crush your dream. Yeah, it straight up crushed my dream. And it's crazy that I say that because I didn't realize till like I got older, like a little bit older, like in high school and stuff like that was complete BS. Because mm-hmm. I'm watching this TV show called The Justice League <laughs> and I not only do I see a guy on there named John Stewart as the Green Lantern. He's the best Green Lantern, by the way. Yes, he is. <laughs> by far. But one of the people who helped create the show And for those who don't know, Dwayne McDuffie, just look at all the great DC shows that you love. He had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Black guy. Awesome creator. So, you know, it's you can't let people tell you what you can't do. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there and shoot for it. And ever since that happened to me, I've always been a guy who's like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do because... I can't let people talk me out of it, point blank. Because you never know what could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you, I mean, that, that's disheartening, right? Like, how old were you at the yeah. time? I was 10, going on 11. And you can't tell a kid that he can't, he can't be that when he grows up. I mean, that's, that's not cool. And I used to draw every day, all day. And that was the day you just stopped? Yeah. I was like, well, this can't be for me. That was my whole mindset. And it was somebody that I looked up to. Mm. That's what made it like, all right, you know. Yeah. I mean, you look around, right? And people who want to create something have something that inspired them. You had something that inspired you to draw. You had that creativity that was growing inside you and you, you were nurturing that creativity and and creativity. I I stand by firmly that if you have any sort of creativity, nurture it, drawing, singing, playing an instrument, making a podcast, making a video, whatever you want to do, writing. The only person that can stop you from doing that is yourself. People can tell you, you know, nobody does this, right? There's no black cartoonists. And you're like, I'm gonna be the first one. I mean, but for someone to say that to you, a 10 year old kid, I mean, very, you know, you're impressionable at that age. It's something you looked up to, man, that, that sucks. Yeah. It sucked. And you know, like I said, even to this day, I love cartoons and it's part, it's ingrained in my life, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever gone and picked up a pencil again, start drawing? I do it with my son sometimes. My son and my daughter both are into drawing a lot. My daughter draws incredibly well. I'm shocked how well she draws. She picked up your talent, man. Yeah, she like draws like anime characters. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> how did you learn how to do this? I just started drawing. You should be like, can you make me a Gundam wing, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, never... To anybody listening out there, I mean, if anyone, if you want to do something, just do it. That's that's all I can say is don't let anybody tell you, hey, you can't do this. 
break the mold, do it. That's how that's how innovation happens. That's how people grow. That's how a society changes and a society moves is by people being themselves, being a human and doing what humans do and that's create. Yeah. And you know, I'm cool now because of it because I'm doing this now. And this is my passion. Mm-hmm. I love doing this podcast. I love talking to people, hearing their stories, hearing your story, you know. It's cool having these experiences with people. And, you know, while I call the podcast the Delvin Cox experience, it's not just my experience. No, this is all Delvin Cox, man. This is all you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, you know, it's my experience with everybody, man. It's like, you know, I like the conversation with people. I like hearing people's life stories because you never know what you might hear. Mm-hmm. You never know what path it could take. Yeah, definitely. It's all about the journey. Anyway, uh, let's go back to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. We took a crazy tangent, which was but, awesome. Uh, man. Um, so episode eight, fantastic. Looks really good. I'm excited for it. I can't wait for Luke to talk. I think it's going to be fantastic. The first word he <laughs> says is get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, episode eight, I loved episode seven. I, I wasn't too. I wasn't too hot on a rogue one. I know I'm against the mole in that, but rogue I one like was one. It, I didn't it think was, it was the best one, but I yeah. like a lot. See, people are like, oh, it's the best one and everything. And it's like, no, it's not the best one. It's the best one that pulls on your nostalgia and gives you Darth Vader in the hall at the end of a movie. Yeah. I mean, if, if you take away Vader in the hall at the end of the movie, take away that scarif scene. That movie is. Mm. I thought the first half of the movie was very, very slow. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about Jen Erso for a second. Yeah, I'm down with that. You had the greatest opportunity to make her a great female character, a role model, but you had. You didn't do it. You, she's there as a catalyst to, for some reason, bring the plans to the rebels, even though. <laughs> Her father should have just sent it to the rebels anyway. Um, <laughs> but it's point. she's a terrible character. I mean, I like the actress. I, I like what they appreciated, what they tried to do. But what does she do? How is she endeared to you as a, as a character, as a person? She's on a... Uh, you first meet her as an older person on a... Uh, what do you call it? A detention planet? Yeah. Obviously, she did something to get there. She wouldn't just be there because. And her interactions with everybody all through the movie is like, well, I'm going to do whatever, right? I'm just, why does this matter? Hope, yeah, whatever. She doesn't deserve the right to give a speech about hope. Nobody knows who she is, where she came from. She hasn't been in the rebellion for more than a day. What's his face even says that. And all of a sudden she's, she's leading. She doesn't earn that. She doesn't earn our respect and by anything that she does in the, in the show. Yeah. Her dad dies. The only thing endearing that she does is grab a kid out of the way from a, a blast for just a second as a side thought. She doesn't, doesn't, I don't know. What I do think, think Rogue One is a very good popcorn movie. It's the best episode of Rebels. That's what I call it. Yeah. And I love Rebels and I'm not disparaging it anyway. I mean, it, it, it is Star Wars. It's middle of the road Star Wars for me. It's not the worst. It's not the best. Um, I love Rebels. I love Rebels. Yeah, Rebels is fantastic. It has some really great episodes. Ahsoka in there with Vader. Oh, Oh, I love that episode. I've talked about that episode for like weeks after it happened. Maul, Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan. 
all that stuff's fantastic. Spoilers, by the way, possibly. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, as, as a whole, Rebels is fantastic. But Rogue One just, there was a missed opportunity. I think they could have done a lot more with the characters. I think they could have done a lot more with the development. The only person that I cared about that died was K2SO. It was a droid. <laughs> That's a good point. I would have liked to have seen them include Rebels a little bit more into it, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It would probably been even cooler if Rogue One was the end of Rebels. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved like you know a cameo of Harris and Dooler or something like that, right? Yeah, you got the ghost if you knew what to look for in that scene. You, you heard them yes. paging Captain Sandula in the in the base, but I, I would have loved a more solid tie. Give her, a, give Hera a place at that table with Mon Mothma, with Bale, and everybody else. That's where she deserves to be. You know, if she's there, she deserves Chopper. to be there. They showed yeah. Chopper. I thought that was cool. Yeah, Chopper was there, so that was cool. I like that. But yeah, episode eight, looking forward to it completely. Uh, Rogue One wasn't my favorite one. And episode nine, with all the director changes, it sounds interesting. Uh, I like that they got J.J. back. Yeah, uh, I, I like that. I like that change. I mean, I think he should have directed episode nine in the beginning anyway. Yeah. J.J. is he's a great director. I like his work. He gets a lot of slack for lens flare and things like that. But I think that it's one of those things where he grew up in, in the era with E.T., with Indiana Jones, with Star Wars. He was influenced by that. That inspired his creativity. And he's one of the people that whenever he made a movie before he even got involved with Star Trek. And I meant, I mean, Star Trek, not Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, I watched all of his movies. His Mission Impossible is fantastic. Uh, you know, he probably, that's probably my favorite Mission Impossible was the one that he directed, Mission Impossible 3. And, you know, you just look at Cloverfield. You look at... Oh, and Episode 7 is my second favorite Star Wars movie. Episode 7 is fantastic. You I at, love Episode 7. Ray, so good. BB-8 was his, his idea too, by the way. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I mean, I think he's a visionary director. I think he's the best person to do it. We know that he's going to do a fantastic job because he does a fantastic job in everything that he does. I'm going to tell you how good episode seven is. My wife hates Star Wars. <laughs> she loved episode seven. She wants to go see episode eight because of episode seven. Nice. She hates Star Wars. Is it, was it Ray? What, what drew her to it? Everything. Everything about the movie. She, she, after we saw the movie, she made me go out and get her a BB-8. Mm. She wanted one of those BB-8s for Christmas. The, um, the actual one that works by your phone is and everything like the spear. Yeah. She loved everything about that movie. And that says a lot. Cause like I said, awesome. she hates Star Wars. Everything about it. She's like, oh, this is dumb. This is boring. I don't want to watch it. When we went to go see episode seven, she was so uninterested in it. And then as she was watching it, her eyes lit up like a kid. How much fun she was having. That says a lot about that movie. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that uh, aren't really into Star Wars that like Episode Seven, and it's easy to see why. It was really well made. You got fantastic characters. Ray is the bomb. Uh, BB-8 is fantastic. You got the new uh, what's his name Poe. 
Finn, Poe. Um, and you had the whole old cast too. You had Leia in there. You had Han. You saw Luke for a second. And it just, it was a good melding of old and new. And I think it was just really well done. I like it because it made sense. Mm-hmm. Everything about thing it. That didn't make sense to me <laughs> that I'll, that I want to call him out on is uh, R2D2 all of a sudden waking up out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate people's comments about, oh, why they keep making these Death Stars and stuff like that. Well, they're the bad guys. That's what bad guys do. Mm-hmm. Bad guys want the biggest gun, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I never had a problem with them like, oh, guess what they're doing? They're making another Death Star. Mm-hmm. Guess what terrorists do? More terrorist acts. That's just what, how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't think it was a rehash. You know, people say it's a beat-for-beat beat rehash of episode four, but nah. I mean, yeah, you have some beats and you want... In Star Wars movies, you you have themes that are common among all the movies. And if you don't get it, it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. But this definitely felt like a Star Wars movie. And it felt like it was a Star Wars movie for a new generation, which is what it was, what it is. I loved it. I can't speak to it. It's great. I love that. But like I said, it's my second favorite Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I, the, the soundtrack, the score was really good, too. John Williams, again, did the score for Episode 7. He did not do Rogue One. He's not going to do the Han Solo movie, which I'm not excited about, by the way. Han Solo movie. I, I could be without that, but I will see it. I could be changed. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be solid. Han Solo is one of those characters, kind of like Boba Fett. You don't want too much backstory. You know? I think... See, I think... My, my guess is they're banking on that movie being good so it can become a trilogy. I, I can see them being like, oh, let's do three-star Han Solo movies. Literally leading up to... Um, episode four? Trying to think. Episode four, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we already got three Han Solo movies. We got four, technically. It's just... The the whole director debacle yeah. where they had Lord Miller, they got fired, and Ron Howard's picking up the torch in the last hour. I don't know. It's just it's gonna be interesting. I want to go see it. I'm just not really excited for it. I think it's probably gonna be like Rogue One, where it's gonna be middle of the road type Star Wars movie. But in most cases, the middle of the road Star Wars movies better than most movies. So oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. That's a, that's like saying well. It's only going to be as good as Thor. Thor's still a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Except Thor the Dark World. That's just not that great at all. Yeah, I didn't like <laughs> Thor the Dark World that much. I... <laughs> but, okay. So one one good thing that I think is going to be cool with the Han Solo movie is seeing young Billy D. Not young Billy D. sorry. <laughs> young Land of Calrissian. Uh, and who's playing him? Childish Gambino. Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. Donald Glover. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I, I think he'll do a fantastic job. As like I think it's going to be awesome just to see Han Solo and Lando Calrissian as straight up friends for a whole movie. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. Yeah. I want to I want to see Han win the Falcon, and I want to see Han meet Chewie. Those are the two things that I want to see from this. That's all I would – I don't, I don't know if, that's a, if this is a spoiler or not, but they said – I think they said it today or yesterday – that the Kessel Run is in the movie. Hmm. Interesting. We can see him make the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. 
I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the final season of Rebels. Definitely. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, and sad it's the, the final season, but that trailer looks really good for that, too. Um, Dave Filoni does a fantastic job. You know, he was the the lead creator behind the, the Clone Wars. Now he's behind the Re- Rebels TV show. And I think they're going to do another one, another animated show after this. I'm not sure which. They haven't said anything about it, I don't think. Um, but yeah, Dave Filoni, man, hats off to him. He, I know where I want the next animated show to be. Well, I don't think it's like- okay. Either there or right before episode seven. Playing like a young Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah, some Knights of the Ren. I would love something in the older public era. I think it's just right for the picking. You can do pretty much whatever you want. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. really cool. You could have Yoda in there, maybe. <laughs> that'd be cool. Uh, but yeah, that'd be fun. Like I, I, I'm looking forward to Rebels' saddest last season. I know it'll be great, but you know what I'm also looking forward to? A, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. Get that solo single player from the Empire's perspective. Finally. Um, looks so good. It's it's The premise, the elevator pitch of this game is what I would want in a storyline. It's all I would want. So I'm just looking forward to, to seeing what they bring out this. I mean, it's going to be, I hope... It's going to be a good story, and it's going to be a fantastic no, gameplay. We're getting a Star Wars story mode of some sort, finally. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's funny is, so all of our eyes are kind of in gaming, are focused for Star Wars on the Battlefront game, right? And it kind of takes a lot of the attention away from Amy Hennig's project, uh, the Respawn project. Um, what is it? Yeah, what, what's happening over there? Those are going to be pretty long in development. I wouldn't be surprised if at E3 2018 we get a trailer for whatever Amy Hennig's is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just super excited about Battlefront because it's Star Wars. I love the first Battlefront. Uh, not the first, the, the remake that they did a couple years ago. I thought it was great. It put you in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it was a bummer it didn't have a story mode, but how many times do you actually go back and play the story mode? You kind of play multiplayer after that. And I played that game for a lot, long time. I will say this, though. Do you have PS PlayStation VR? Have you ever played PlayStation VR? No. Okay, PlayStation VR has a single-player story mode in that game. The X-Wing mission? Yes, and it is okay. awesome. I would like to check that out, but I'm not paying 500 bucks for a hat to play the X-Wing game. <laughs> it is awesome. I yeah. mean, it's, it's great. And if I'm correct... I'm trying to think. I think it's tied into. It's tied into one of the movies. I'm trying to think. Of the, is it Rogue One? Probably because they released Rogue One stuff about that time. When because they released the Scarif DLC, and I think that, that released about the same time. I think it is tied into Rogue One, if I remember correctly. That'd be fun. It's, it's great. I loved it. It's prob. It's not that long. It's probably like a forty-five minutes to an hour long, if that. But it's very fun. So I'm hoping that they do something like that for Battlefront Two. Me too. I want something like that. Except I don't have a PSVR. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going down in price. Mm-hmm. I know. I've seen the price drops, but it's a hat. I'm not. I'm not ever going to use this thing. It's- I would just use it for Xbox, or not Xbox, uh, Battlefront, and that's it. 
it's some great experiences for it. I'm sure that's true, but they might not be experiences that are for me. <laughs> that is true. Like the only thing I would want to try is the Star Wars one and the Batman one. Those would be the probably the two that I want to play right now. They have also one that I think is pretty good, but you, I don't know if you, you like scary stuff. Nah, nah, not me. No okay. scary stuff. Resident Evil is pretty good on it. And Paranormal Activity has one that's pretty cool. Interesting. Also, also I like the fact that they're doing a little, something that they're doing with, not to get into a whole VR talk, is they're giving you a lot of free stuff with it. Free hmm. experiences in the sense of like, for Spider-Man Homecoming, they had a Homecoming VR experience where you could put on the mask to play a little bit of Spider-Man. Hmm. So they're, they're trying. So it's very interesting seeing these little like short 20-minute, 30-minute experiences with it. Mm-hmm. Now, I think if they play their cards right, VR could be around for a long time. But it's certain things they have. They have to learn how to integrate it in a way where Every household says, I have to have one of these. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get that. Because even the all the households that have PlayStations don't don't say that yet, you know? Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, quick question about Star Wars before we go. Oh, sure. What company would you like to see make a Star Wars game? Hmm. Can I say what company I want to make a Star Wars game again? <laughs> of course you can, and I probably know the answer to that. I want Bioware to give me KOTOR 3. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I want. Give me a good Star Wars RPG. I, okay, okay. So let me step back for a second, actually. I want CD Projekt Red to give me a Star Wars RPG. That would be cool. Could you imagine? Like, you, you have The Witcher... And you have all that detail and just uh, with a Star Wars game. That'd be that'd be great. I want that. Give me that. Give me Star Wars and Bioware or Star Wars and Witcher. Uh, That's all I want. I got one out of left field for you. I think that that you're going to find interesting. Oh, let's do it. Telltale Star Wars game. You know, I'd be down for that. Uh, I think it's pretty cool what they've done with the Batman series. Um, Batman series is great. And, you know, there's there's a lot of potential with Telltale. I haven't been too happy. Not happy is not the right word, but haven't been too entertained <laughs> by the Guardians of the Galaxy one, though. Me neither. I'm not liking that one that much thus far. Yeah, but the Batman, Batman one's good. Great. Batman was great. I'm starting to see now that Telltale has an A team and a B team. And you can kind of see what game was made by the B team now. Because mm-hmm. you look at the Batman game, the Batman game looks fantastic. Yeah. And it plays great. The Guardian game plays okay. And it looks uh it looks like something that could be, could have been made on PS3 easily. <laughs> yeah. The Guardians game though just doesn't seem as well written. Yeah. And, like, I don't know the Guardians from the comic books. I just know them from the movies. And I just, I don't, I don't know, I just don't feel the connection that I thought I would to any of the characters. Like, the Star-Lord just doesn't quite fit. I don't know. Gamora's odd. 
Drax is a little off. It's just, I don't know. It's just not quite what I expected. It's not bad. Like a, it's a middle of the road, you know, telltale game, which is still good. Yeah. It's just not as super entertaining as I was hoping it would be compared to like the Batman and other stuff that they do. You know what it reminds me of? You watch the CW shows? Oh, yeah. Okay. The story behind the show, they always say is this. Okay. As you know, Arrow kind of took a little tumble the last couple of seasons. Oh, hmm. Yeah, a little, a pretty big tumble off of a cliff. Yeah. What what they said happened was that all the writers who wrote the great episodes for Arrow went to the Flash, and that became the new A team. And Arrow got the B team, and Legends of Tomorrow got the C team. <laughs> so if you notice, this season, have you watched the season of Arrow? Yeah. It's actually really good. It, yeah, I, okay. It was in the middle, just kind of dragged on a little bit too for me, too much for me. But the last four episodes really picked up. Like the last four episodes, I think, of Arrow were really good. If you watch the last season of Flash, it kind of stumbled a little bit. Yeah, Flash didn't do that great. You know which one was really good last season was Legends. <laughs> yep, and that goes to what they were saying that the teams kind of rotate through the scripts. Mm-hmm. And Supergirl's pretty good too. It's in that same universe. Um, yeah, pretty consistent. I think that they probably have their own set of writers, though. Yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't finished season two of Supergirl because there was so much stuff I've been watching at that time, including um, Agents of Shield, mm. which the past season was excellent mm-hmm. with Ghost Rider and. Everything they do was doing there. They actually found something interesting to do, which was nice. You know, I'm kind of sad about Agent Carter going away, but the last season of Agent Carter wasn't as good as the first one. Agent Carter was pretty good. And I didn't watch the second the last season. Yeah, you know, you're not really missing much. They canceled it after that. And then the uh the inhumans just look so bad. Oh, it just looks terrible. Oh. Yeah, it does it doesn't look good. I'm hoping it's good. Especially with them saying, that's supposed to be happening pretty soon. The first episode is supposed to be in IMAX. Yeah, uh, it's already come and gone. It has? <laughs> it must have wasn't good. No, it was not good. I didn't hear nothing about it. And the show has been canceled, but they're going to they're gonna air the eight episodes that they already had built. They canceled it already? Yep. <laughs> I did not know this at all. Oh, yeah. It's... I just, it doesn't look good. It didn't look good. I'm I'm going to watch the eight episodes that they put out, but I just, because I'm a Marvel completionist fanboy, but. <laughs> oh no. I did not know this at all. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah. So if that one was on your, on your calendar, go ahead and mark that off with impermanent, <laughs> with a permanent marker. It's like, mm, nope. Oh no, that's bad. That's really bad. And it sucks even more because they pushed S.H.I.E.L.D. back to 2019 because of that show. Oh, really? Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s coming out in 2019 now. Huh. And, it, and S.H.I.E.L.D. had a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that there's a lot to watch in the meantime, though. Give S.H.I.E.L.D. a little time to, to, to air out. And then I think that, you know, Gotham's doing pretty good right now. I think it comes back tomorrow, actually. And, uh, 
that last episode, the last season of that was pretty interesting. I haven't seen the last few episodes. I'm waiting for tomorrow. I think it comes on Netflix. Uh, the that latest season comes on tomorrow. So, but Gotham was pretty decent. If you're into the Batman kind of expended universe, its own thing. It's it's not beholden to anything else. It's just out there, kind of a a Batman story, kind of the way Telltale has their own thing. Uh, it's interesting. You you you, know, you have the major players, but it could play out differently. I watched the trailer of the season, and I got excited because they're finally giving this kid a suit. Mm-hmm. They're finally showing, okay, this kid is going to start becoming Batman. It'd be cool if they do like the year one type storyline, like that year one story. That, great. That would be awesome. I, and if you see the suit, I don't know if you ever saw um, Batman: Master of the Phantasm. Oh, so good, so good. One of the best Batman movies ever, by the way. Uh-huh. The suit kind of looks like what he wore when he went out crime fighting on in the beginning of that movie. Mm-hmm. Pretty similar, yeah. Oh man, I need to go back and watch Mask of the Phantasm again. That was so good. That opening opening theme music Blu-ray. is so good. So great. It just came out on Blu-ray a couple months ago. Oh yeah, it was gonna come out on Blu-ray. I need to get that. I didn't I didn't pick that it up. just re-released. I need to watch the the new Batman and Harley Quinn uh, animated movie they put out. I've heard it's bad. I've heard it's really bad. The trailer didn't look very good to me, but then I saw that it had some decent reviews, so I picked it up. I just haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it either. I've heard it's really bad. I'm like terrified to watch it. Yeah, I just the trailer that I saw of it, the voice acting of Harley in that trailer was not good. But I figured I'd give it a go. <laughs> it's Batman. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Man, it's been awesome having you on, man. It's been great. Thank you for yeah, coming on. Great, for having, man. No problem. Thanks for inviting me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely got to have you back on again. Sounds good. As always, man. Delvin Co- oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Tell them where to find your stuff at. What am I doing? <laughs> uh, well, thank you, sir. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Voiced by Nathan. You can find the That's Entertaining podcast on Twitter over there as well at Entertaining Pod. PSVG is at PSVG. And then you can go to That's Entertaining.net for all the articles and stuff that are put up for the episodes and uh, iTunes and everywhere podcasts are sold. <laughs> I shouldn't say sold. I should just say anywhere you can get a podcast, that's where you can find it. <laughs> Definitely. And one more thing before you go. Where did the name Voice by Nathan come from? So originally it was Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. And that's what I did every time was I would spell it out on the podcast. And I was like, I got tired of doing that because, you know, nobody could find Sith Nightmare with an N. And <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I kind of wanted to get into to voicing and doing stuff. And I, I like to do voices. And I was going to do kind of like a double entendre where it's like voiced by Nathan as in, hey, maybe if I ever do something with my voice stuff, I'll just put it under here and be voiced by Nathan. That'll make sense. But also as a Twitter handle, you know, as a way to to express my thoughts, I want to voice my opinion. And that's my opinion voiced by Nathan. So that's where it came from. Great Twitter name. Great Twitter name. As always, man, Delvin Cox experience and we are out. Peace.